0: Welcome to episode 1 of the Mama Matters 2 podcast. I am so excited that you're here. I feel so grateful, so blessed, so honored. All of the things that you have chosen to tune in today to episode number 1 and hopefully stick around for All of the episodes to come. But I just wanted to tell you thank you, and we're gonna get into the nitty gritty on this podcast, talk about the real life stuff that comes with life in general, but specifically with motherhood. Today, I am going to outline my top five tips on how to combat the overwhelm and quiet down the negative, anxious thoughts that I often have as a mom. I am gonna talk about the five things that I've done that have been super helpful for me in my journey to get better and find peace in the constant chaos that comes with motherhood. So I am so excited to dive in. Thank you again for being here and let's do it. Hey mama, are you tired of constantly being exhausted not knowing what the day or night will hold? Are you sick of letting your mental and physical health suffer and feeling out of control of your day-to-day life as a mom? Are you ready to feel empowered and in control of your mind and home and finally feel rested again? Hey, I'm Alexa Martinez, pediatric sleep consultant, postpartum doula and fellow mama who has been in your shoes. And I am so glad that you're here. Think of this as a cozy conversation with your best friend on a comfy couch mixed with a coaching session, mom, life, health and wellness, sleep, faith, and how to get rid of the overwhelm are all topics we will cover here on the podcast. And trust me, we don't shy away from the real and hard stuff. I'm here to help you put systems in place so that you can finally let go of the baggage and start enjoying motherhood the way you were created to. It's time to start feeling like yourself again, friend. So go reheat your coffee, I'm sure for the 10th time today, and let's dive right in. Because mama, you matter too. Okay, so let's just go ahead and get started. So, I wanted to start this episode specifically kind of talking about my story with motherhood. I know some of you may know this already, but I just wanted to go over it again for anybody that may be new and be very real and raw and honest with you because that's what the purpose of this podcast is. That's what the purpose of my mission is. So, My story starts in February 2019 when I found out that we were pregnant with my son, and pretty much right away, about two weeks after getting that positive test, I started with extreme morning sickness, just felt sick the entire pregnancy. I'll spare you all of the details, but I was extremely sick the entire pregnancy. I ended with preeclampsia and a C-section and just all the things that I feel like, I didn't want. It was a very big dose of reality to welcome me into motherhood, just starting out with everything going quote-unquote wrong, and just not what I had envisioned motherhood looking like. So that's how I started motherhood. I had my son in October 2019, and honestly, the first Few years, Especially the first year, but the first few years I struggled really badly with sleep deprivation and being as prepared as I thought I was, motherhood still slapped me in the face. I feel like I read all of the blogs and I took advice as much as I could from those that had been there before me. And I even took taking care of baby's sleep class, the newborn sleep class. And I felt like I was so prepared and anything this kid threw at me, I could handle. I should have taken my pregnancy and birth as a, <laughs> a foreshadow, a warning of motherhood that nothing ever goes how you're planning it, right? But I did not, and I think that's kind of just what comes with being a first-time mom. You expect the best, and that I did. So had my son. I was just happy to not be pregnant anymore, and I was slapped in the face with sleep deprivation and no control, it felt like, over his schedule. I knew on paper what to do, but I was still struggling immensely with My mental health, which did not help with everything else. So that's kind of my introduction to motherhood. I dealt with severe postpartum anxiety and depression for the worst of it was the first six months of his life, for sure. But I mean, on and off for the last four and a half years of being a mom, I've I've dealt with my mental health. So I've kind of taken what I have learned personally in my journey to motherhood and also what I have learned in my schooling, my sleep training certification, my postpartum doula certification. But most of what I am going to share with you are things that I have had to figure out along the way and figure out a lot of times the hard way. And by trial and error, I never want you to feel like I'm giving you generic advice that you could find on the internet because that's not helpful, in my opinion. I feel like a lot of times when you Google search, you know, how to take care of yourself as a mom or what to do when you're dealing with mental health struggles as a mom, it's so generic, it's not personalized. And of course, every person is different, but a lot of it is just, it It feels like a man wrote it that has never been a mom, and oftentimes that is the case. It's a doctor writing it, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just, in my opinion, not super helpful. So I wanted to start out this episode by just giving you kind of the backstory on what has worked for me, what has not worked for me, and give you my top five tips on what has helped the most in the past four and a half years of being a mom. And disclaimer, I'm going to give you tips that have nothing to do with seeking professional help. I personally had to, I, a- along with all of these things. I mean, I did not just slap a band-aid on it with medication and move on I tried to do that (laughs) I tried to do that the first year of his life by just being on a prescription anxiety medication I thought that I could just get on Zoloft and be fixed and I had never taken anything for my anxiety before I had never felt anxiety like I have as a mom before so I really I didn't have the tools to even begin to know how to fix it And so when my doctor put me on a prescription, I thought that was it. I I was supposed to feel all better after that, and I didn't. So medication helps for sure. I'm still on medication, but and I go to therapy every single week, and that absolutely helps. But I have found that it's in the day-to-day moments, what you do between therapy sessions and what you do on top of the medication and all of the tools that are wonderful, But there are ways that I have found through the mundane moments of motherhood that I have been able to just increase my happiness and mental health and stability a little bit more. So I wanted to share that with you. So number one is stop trying to do it all. Stop trying to constantly multitask because then, at least for me, nothing gets done. So, what I mean by that, I don't mean, I I mean, I have to multitask every single day, all day long, as far as small tasks go. So, for example, if I am folding laundry or doing dishes and my son is talking in my ear about his day or asking me 1,000 questions, I can't choose to just stop doing everything that I'm doing or, you know, tell my son, stop talking to me right now, I'm doing something. That's just not how it works. So, you know, little things like that you do need to multitask. But what I mean by not doing too many things at once is don't overload your schedule. Don't overload your plate and try to focus on one thing at a time. So if you have a ton of meal prep that you need to do, don't try to clean the kitchen while simultaneously meal prep, while simultaneously checking in and doing, um, switching loads of laundry. And also I have a project at work and also I need to clean up my bathroom and you know, it just, it gets so mentally taxing and overwhelming and then nothing in my house gets done. So just trying to do one thing at a time, literally, writing down a checklist of things that need to get done and not focusing on the next checklist until the first one is completely done. So don't overwhelm yourself. Keep it simple. Keep it stupid simple and don't try to do more than one big project at a time. Number two is practicing self-care. What I mean by this, I... Yes, there is self-care. For me personally, some like basic self-care things that I like to do is taking a bath. I make it very much a thing where I have bubble bath and salts and I have a mocktail in the tub and it's like a whole thing. And then I get out of the tub and I do my skincare and then I put on a really nice smelling lotion. I put on my comfiest PJs. That for me is a form of self-care. But I think Too often, it's normalized that just just get in the bath and you'll be fine. Like, no, that's not how motherhood works. That's not how life works, even if you're not a mom. So I have found that self-care in the form of setting boundaries, uh, saying no to a lot of things that normally you would say yes to, but you just don't have the mental capacity to, asking for help, journaling. um, Going to bed early is a big one for me on how I can show myself self-care. Not going to bed with my phone next to me. Not scrolling before bed and just reading a book instead or drawing or whatever brings you peace. Listening to music. Meditating. I read my bible as a form of self-care. I also think that getting out of the house is a huge form of self-care that isn't discussed enough. I find myself a lot of times, especially on weekends when my husband is working all day and it's just me and my son, there's no routine on the weekend. So we're just kind of sitting around and doing things that are fun in the house, but it's not, we get in kind of a rut where we're just doing the same things over and over and not really enjoying each other and just kind of living and moving through the motions, I will tell you getting out of the house and going for a walk, going to the library, just going to get a smoothie with him, going to Target and walking around even if we don't need anything, which, I mean, that's not my number one recommendation because anytime I go to Target without actually needing things, I always end up leaving with things anyway. So that's not exactly what I recommend doing, but just getting out of the house and moving is so important for me, especially now as a mom, just getting out of the rut of the day-to-day life. That is a huge way that I show myself and my son self-care. Number three, remembering this too shall pass. Remembering that this is a season And you were made for this season. You were made to be right here and right now with this specific child in this specific walk of life with these specific issues. You were made for this. You were literally created for this. And remembering that this is not something that's gonna last forever, I promise you. Because certain seasons of life have felt like they are never ending, especially when you're exhausted on top of it or you are mentally tapped out, exhausted, overwhelmed. It can feel like things are never going to change and I just want to remind you that they will. I cannot say that enough to you or myself. I literally have reminders all over my house that this shall pass. Even if it's a great season, reminding myself that seasons will change and it won't be this way forever, but then something else new and exciting will come up. And then there will be seasons of hard. And there are a lot of seasons of hard, but there are also seasons of good sprinkled in there. Number four, seeking moments of joy in the mundane. So this kind of goes along with number three, but just really paying attention to things that happen in your day-to-day life that wouldn't necessarily stand out to you if you weren't looking for it. Like, kids are so good at this, especially really little kids. I feel like they're always looking for the good things and sometimes it can feel like they're only searching for the negative too like when they ask for a banana and you give them a banana and then they scream because they wanted to open it or they wanted to cut it or whatever it may be I get that toddlers and young kids are completely irrational but they're really good at seeing positives in people in situations in the very mundane life. I will get to the end of the day and be like, man, today was draining and taxing and I'll be tucking Carson in and I'll ask him how he felt the day went and he has nothing but positives to stay. And he will tell me, oh, I loved when we did this, this, and this. And it's like, you paid attention to that? Or like, he'll be like, oh, I loved emptying the dishwasher with you. And it's like, Okay, first of all, I know that's not going to last very long. I know in five years he will hate that job, but for now, he loves it. And it just reminds me that he loves doing very simple things with me. He loves going to Target with me. He loves going outside in the backyard and playing in the sandbox with me. And just remembering that every day doesn't have to be spectacular and amazing honestly the days where we're not doing much are sometimes my favorite where it's just the three of us and we're just hanging out at home and we're all in good moods and you know it's sunny outside and it's an amazing day and Carson doesn't care if we're at Disneyland or we're in our living room he's going to be just as happy so Just taking a page out of our own kids' books and remembering that there is so much joy to be found in the day-to-day life, in the little moments, in just stepping outside and getting sunshine on your face or feeling grass on your bare feet or making a really yummy coffee in the morning or as an afternoon pick-me-up or trying a new recipe. Just the little things that can bring so much joy into your life if you're looking for them, if you're purposefully creating these moments instead of constantly looking for the anxious, overwhelmed, negative thoughts that can sometimes plague your mind like they do mine, I I personally am never going to be somebody that just naturally thinks of only happy things and positive things and outcomes. I am kind of on the other side of things where I have to work every day to quiet the anxious thoughts and overwhelmed thoughts and the what ifs, but as I get better with the paying attention to the little things that are exciting and happy and joyful and bringing me peace, I get better at quieting those anxious thoughts and those negative thoughts beliefs and so it, it isn't something that you're going to have to constantly work as hard on for me I think I'll always have to work on it a little bit but it does get easier the more that you do it and the more that you remind yourself to just focus on the good so setting little reminders even on your phone little alarms when you're first getting started you could label it something as simple as find the joy until you can remember to do it on your own is super helpful or putting sticky notes around the house or on your mirror or i i really like using my phone because i will always hear an alarm going off on my phone whereas if i have a sticky note somewhere especially if it's been there for a while i'm not going to notice it anymore and i'm going to look right past it so i need something in my face literally alerting me to remind me of things like this and i mean you can set reminders for things as simple as drinking water or praying throughout your day or remembering to eat or remembering to just pause and notice the good. Number five is probably my personally my most important tip and that's getting better sleep and sometimes that is just not doable especially if you have a brand new baby or you have young kids that are going through regressions or like me, a toddler that slept really great for years and then decided that age four was when he was going to stop sleeping for two months. So there's always things that are out of our control as parents. Always. There are so many things that are out of our control, but sleep is a huge one. So I get when people are telling me that Sleep is not always an option, and that's okay. Of course, even if your baby is the best sleeper in the world, they're going to get sick. They're going to have regressions. They're going to get new teeth. They're going to wake up with an ear infection. It's just things are going to happen to where you can't get a great night's sleep every night, but if your every single night is waking up all night long and it's been longer than a week or two and it's no longer just a quick regression, it's something that you are having to deal with every single night, that's going to affect your mental health, whether you like it or not. It just is. Sleep is so important as a human being, but especially as a mom who has to then take care of another living person or people and yourself. And so it's super important and vital that you are getting the sleep and rest that you need. So if you need help with that, I am going to be talking plenty about that on this podcast, giving you tips for ages zero all the way up to age preschool. So I will be giving tactical things on the podcast you can do. I also have a free ebook that I will link in the show notes that you can download on solving night wakings in that ebook. I not only talk about solving night wakings, I do also talk about how to set yourself up for better nights on how you handle your days. So getting your baby or young toddler to take good naps so that then that leads into a good night's sleep and vice versa. So I talk a lot about things that you can do routines to implement with that. That guide is best suited for about age four months to 18-ish months. I am working on a free guide for toddlers as well. I have resources on my Instagram page that's also linked down below, but I More to come on that for sure on the podcast, but I do have a ton of free resources on my Instagram and website and um, in the ebook that I will link in the show notes. So please download that ebook if you haven't yet. And that is it on the five things that I do to help myself feel like I have a little bit more peace and control over my days and my mental health. If you have not yet joined my Facebook group, I would really love for you to hop in there and join us. It's a group of super supportive moms and me, of course, in there answering questions on sleep, mental health, day-to-day life. I would love for you to go in there and tell me the ways that you implement the things that I went over today or things that you find that... didn't talk about that really helps you in your mental health struggles and in your day-to-day life routine as a mom. I would love to hear some of the things that you do that could bring some new ideas for me and the other moms in there. So please hop in there and let me know what you do or if you've never tried really helping the overwhelm and mental health struggles that you have and you're implementing some of the things that I talked about today. I would love to hear that over there as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode one and I will talk to you soon, mama. Hey sister, if this episode brought some value to your life, encouraged you, or made your day better in some way, please share this with another mama friend who could use some encouragement and let her know she is seen and loved. I would love for you to join me in my free Facebook group where I bring value like this every single day and get to answer your questions personally. You can find the link down below in show notes. I pray your day brings you peace and rest, and I can't wait for our next chat. Talk to you soon, sweet friend.